Welcome in to today's morning quickie, Wednesday, May 29th. Running a tad bit late this morning, so sue me. But here's what you missed from yesterday and over the night. I guess the biggest story came from the basketball world. We talked about it a little bit here yesterday. But R.J. Hammond, the lone five-star recruit who had not committed anywhere, was choosing between Kansas, Texas Tech, and Memphis. And he said, none of y'all, neither, none, zilch, whatever. Eh, Whatever the hell I was trying to say there. Uh, He said, I'm going to New Zealand and I'm playing professional basketball in the Australian Basketball League, choosing a life of money. They gave him a multi-year contract with an obvious opt-out if he was to go to the NBA. His dad played overseas. His family's moving with him. This is the first time this has ever happened where a player has willingly gone over there, uh, gone overseas left America to play professional basketball. You know, Brandon Jennings did it. Emmanuel Moutier did it. Terrence Ferguson did it. All those guys had question marks about their eligibility, either academically or with their amateur status. This is the first time someone's looked and said, nah, I just want to go get paid. He said, hey, I've always wanted to be an NBA player. This is the best move for me to be an NBA player. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I don't feel like the Australian League is pumping out good players I mean, Andrew Bogut is the MVP in that league, and he can barely get on the court for the Warriors. It's just an easy way to get paid. And he'll be playing for Sean Marion's team, which is a good, you know, a good relationship to have. Sean Marion was a respected NBA veteran for a while, but R.J. Hammond told Penny Hardaway no. He's pretty much the first player that's done that, at least this year. Told Bill Self no, and told uh, his local school, Texas Tech, I'm good. Along those same lines, if you're a Tennessee fan, uh, some of the big news coming out yesterday was Jordan Bone late last night. Uh, going ahead and dropping his video early. He had said he'd make, he was making his announcement on the 29th. He put it out on the 28th that he is staying, staying in the NBA draft. Now, there's still a small, small chance that Jordan Bone could go through the draft process, not get drafted, and decide to return to school. The new rules allow that. However, I don't think that's remotely a possibility. He has said all along that he is committed to being an NBA player. He's another one of those guys who said, hey, my dream has always been to be an NBA player, which makes me wonder, I posed this question on the radio yesterday, Are there how many people are growing up saying, I want to be a good college player? Is everyone saying, hey, I want to be an NBA player, I want to be a professional player, NFL, whatever? That stuff kind of matters, I guess. Everyone always talks about this being their dream. Jordan Bone was no different. He gave a a speech that I guess his agent had helped him prepare. I don't know. It didn't seem that heartfelt, but at least it was a nice gesture to go out and put something out for uh, the Tennessee fans as he thanked them and said, hopefully you guys don't. Uh, remember us poorly. Hopefully we didn't let you down. Well, not speaking for everybody, but I felt a little let down with the Sweet 16 exit, to be honest, Jordan. Now that we're talking about it, now that we can mention it, since you brought it up, yeah, I do feel a little bit let down. I mean, the Sweet 16, I had bigger plans than that. Now, granted, if you come back 
if you would have come back this year, I don't think it really would have mattered. You weren't getting past the Sweet 16 anyways. So I think I speak for a lot of Tennessee fans when I say good luck. I do think the way he tested out at the combine will give him a shot to to play in the league. Uh, I've thought for a while that he had NBA attributes. I don't think he was good enough in college, but he got linked as the best athlete in the combine, which is a huge honor. So uh, good luck to Jordan Bone as he as he tries to uh, make the NBA. Last little bit of basketball news. Kevin Durant will travel to Toronto for games one and two. Uh, it's important for a couple of reasons. A, he's still possible to play game two. B, a little team camaraderie, right? Like, I mean, that's the underrated part about this whole injury is like, do the Warriors even want him back? That sounds like a silly question. I mean, a lot of people think Kevin Durant is one of the best, if not the best, basketball player in the world. But it's a, it's a sincere question. Do the Warriors even want him back? Him being with the team does show at least some camaraderie in that sense. I don't know if he'll play game two. I'm not convinced he plays at all, but him traveling does make me think that I would probably put it 55-45 that he plays again, whereas yesterday I think I was 51-49 that he was done. So, uh, that's an important note, I think. I'm pumped for game one on Thursday night. A uh, little Tennessee football news, nothing big. I mean, it's kind of expected, but Darren Kirkland Jr., uh, such a promising linebacker when he got on campus, has announced that he has walked away from football. Or limped away from football. Knee injury has uh, sidelined him and ended his career. Some NFL news you might have missed yesterday. The NFLPA has sent out messages to their clients, the players. Hey, prepare for work stoppage at the end of the 2021 season. Two years left, two seasons left on the CBA. The same CBA that many people say is the worst at professional sports. These players don't really have much leverage. They only get 47% of the money. The guarantees aren't where they, uh, at least where they want them to be. The fifth-year options on rookie contracts are a problem. And the whole rookie scale slash veteran paydays uh, wasn't what was kind of promised when they negotiated their last CBA. The idea was, hey, we will uh, cut down on rookie salaries. People like Sam Bradford won't get $63 million before playing, same as Jamarcus Russell. Uh, the idea is we'll give the veterans more money that are signing their second contracts. Well, the owners were like, yeah, 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 good. Give us that money back for the rookies. And then, yeah, no veterans, you're still not getting any money. We're just going to keep replacing you with younger people. All right, take a drink of my smoothie. This green smoothie is so good. But yeah, so keep an eye on that at the NFL. Uh, people are calling it a virtual certainty that there is a lockout. The NFLPA said... Prepare for at least a year. So something to keep an eye on for the NFL. Uh, college basketball news. I guess I already gave you a couple of things. I should have stayed here already, but yeah, so sue me. Uh, Will Wade addressed the media for the first time yesterday. He didn't come across very well. He didn't come across very good. He, he, he looked nervous. He looked shaky. He looked like a liar. He looked like someone who knows he's a liar, but hey, LSU 
believes him enough to bring him back. And the NCAA is still letting Will Wade go out and sign five stars. He got the, uh, the trade in Watford, big five star from Birmingham, Alabama, the number 17 player in the country, six foot nine power forward to replace Nas Reed, the guy he is apparently paying $300,000. But uh, Will Wade survived, and Will Wade is out here still thriving. And he talked to the media yesterday, and he, like I said, seemed nervous, seemed shaky, seemed like a liar. Obviously, this has been a, a difficult. A uh, couple months uh, for LSU and for our basketball program. Uh, as the leader of the basketball program, I'm here today to, um, you know, start the process of uh, rebuilding trust and, um, you know, and building uh, building a trust. I think certainly, as I've had time uh, to reflect um, since the, uh, uh, you know, s- since I was out for for 40 days or so, there there's some mistakes uh, that I made. Um, you know, but ever since um, that, when I was able to sit down and talk with LSU and meet with LSU and meet with the NCAA, you know, I was uh, fully uh, cooperative. Um, I disclosed um, everything and answered any and all questions uh, completely and fully uh, with LSU and with the NCAA. As I look back, uh, that Friday um, where uh, you know, we were we were going to meet with the uh, administration. I think I made a poor decision and um, how I handled that. I, I, you know, if I could go back and, and, and do it again, I would have, you know, had taken the meeting and, 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 and been a little bit more um, forceful in, in, in getting that uh, meeting. You know, because what happened after that is anytime you get lawyers involved in things, things get drawn out. At that point, crime pays. I guess I'll only take solace in the fact that he got suspended last year and didn't get to win an SEC championship, uh, at least a tournament championship, and didn't get to uh, coach this team in the tournament. But he's back and seems like for now comfortable in his job at uh, LSU. So Will Wade is a winner here. As we kind of start looking around uh, across the world for some stories, a, I guess an important story, not a fun story, but China drops a heavy hint that they're about to ramp up their efforts in this trade war that we currently have with them. Looks like China is saying, hey, we are going to restrict exports of rare earth minerals to the United States. That would be a move that would cripple American technology, defense, and manufacturing industries. Uh, There's 17 elements on the periodic table, rare earth minerals, and they are the most important Chinese exports that are used in batteries for smartphones, electric cars, fighter jets. Um, They would be a, it it would be a big move. China uh, is the world's largest supplier, accounting for 90% of global production, and the U.S. relies on China for 80% of its rare earth imports. So if Beijing (coughs) weaponizes these minerals in the trade war, that could uh, obviously severely cripple us. In uh, early May, Washington raised tariffs to 25% from 10% on $200 billion worth of Chinese goods. And Beijing said three days later it would raise tariffs on $60 billion of American goods from June 1st. So, I mean, this is, I guess, coming down the chute here in a couple of days, but just something 
uh, to keep an eye on. All right, that'll do it for today's edition. Uh, not a whole lot of stuff to cover, but hopefully we got you a little bit smarter as you head into your day.